I don't know if you need to be a wrestler. I think you just got to have a heartbeat and half a brain for that song to get your ass fired up. Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation. Does that get you geeked up, DDP? You know, every time before, you know, the music hits and you're backstage, you're already getting in the zone. But when your music hits and the people pop huge, you know, it just takes your adrenaline the next moment. And I, I can go back now. I just turned 64 in April. And I, I can look back and I'm watching myself. And I know I'm in my 40s because that's when my career took off. And I, I'm looking at myself knowing that day I was crippled. I was hurting so bad. But because of the adrenaline of the of the crowd, I could still go out and never let anyone think I'm hurt at all. Wow. You know, it's like crazy. And then you get backstage and ooh, <laughs> you come down. <laughs> Uh, wrestling former wrestling star Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation, formerly of the WWF, WCW, and many, many, many more. And so many things we'd like to talk to you about, but let's get specifically into the last dance where Dennis Rodman decides to take a hiatus from playoff basketball, and all of a sudden we see him part of the WCW tag team with you and Hulk Hogan and Carl Malone and all this. Can you kind of walk us through how all this started with the friendship that was built between you and Carl Malone, then all of a sudden Dennis Robbins part of this? Well, you got to go back to probably about four months, five months before it happened. When the guys were playing, I was doing an autograph session in Houston, Texas. And I was there for two days. And the promoter said, do you want to go see the Rockets play tonight? I said, who are they playing? They're like the Jazz. I go, oh, yeah, I'm a big Malone fan. I'd love to... Uh, I'd love to go check the game out. And Barkley, he's a buddy of mine, and he was hurt. So uh, I think Drexel was hurt, too. And they, they blew they, – the Jazz just basically blew the Rockets out that night. And in the fourth quarter, when he's sitting on the bench, Carl sees me, and later on I find out that it's Brian Russell who goes, hey, that's DDP up there. And Carl threw up the diamond cutter sign at me. And I'm like 20 rows up in the deal with the guy I'm with, Ross Foreman, who's WCW photographer at the time, is like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's fumbling for his, trying to get his camera out in time to get a picture. He goes, Carl Malone just shot the diamond cutter sign at you. And now, now they, you know, the, the buzzer rings and the back on the court. He's sitting on the bench again, chilling out. And uh, he goes, dude, the next time out, you got to get him to do it again. I go, bro. I don't know the guy. He goes, he knows you. And uh, so next time out, you know, he's looking up again. And, you know, I point to, to, to Ross and I throw the diamond going to sign up and uh, throw my hands up in the air like, hey, what do you think? He threw it up again. We got a picture. He sent us backstage passes. And um, while we were there, Barkley saw me, pulled me in for a couple of beers and uh, then Malone came by, and we talked, and we just hit it off big time. You know, I found, like, him, like, Herschel Walker was the first guy to ever do the diamond cutter sign in the end zone. And, you know, Herschel Walker never, he never celebrated. But that was his last big run for Dallas, and he threw it up between the ball and the bag and everything. I just... I just had relationships with guys like him and Garrison Hurst and guys who had intense work ethics. 
and I just bonded with those guys. And Carl and I started talking, and I said, you know, I just saw you on the Tonight Show not long ago, and you know, you were talking about wrestling, and you didn't mention WWF. You mentioned WCW. You said, no, no, these are my guys. And I said, you know, if you ever want to uh, get in that ring, bro, I go, we should get together. And I go, here's my number. We exchanged numbers. He invited me to the All-Star game um, that year. And, uh, you know, we started to develop a relationship. We'd call each other once in a while. And then... I heard Rodman was coming in for the second time into WCW. And I knew it was going to be a circus. I knew that it was going to get really big press. And I called them up and I said, you know, Rodman's coming in again for the second time. I said, he's going to team up with Hogan and do something. I said, what about, I said, do you have any, pro- any issues with Dennis? And he said, no. He goes, I can't, you know, I've always liked Dennis. He said, what a lot of people don't know is my rookie year that summer we did summer, you know, camp, you know, they, they play in the league. Um, he said he was my roommate that year. So I got to know Dennis pretty good. He goes, I don't know who this guy is wearing the wedding dresses. But he goes, you know, I know Dennis, where he starts from. And he said, uh, I said, what if it was Hogan and him against me and you? And he just thought about it. He goes, that's interesting. I said, dude, you get to live another childhood dream, man. I said, think about it. He goes, yeah, let me think about that. So I fish off, literally lived across the street from me and on the other side of the hill. So I, I, I hung up the phone with him and walked right over to his house. And I told him the idea. And they were playing L.A. that night, and they were already 3-0 up. And uh, this would have been the fourth game if they beat him there to sweep the series. And Bish watched, you know, him just go out there. And I wouldn't say he manhandled Shaq by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, they won, and he kicked ass. And he was blown away by that, Eric. And he was like, let's get him on the phone. Let's make this happen. And then we flew out there, and we struck a deal. Now, the deal was made long before they, uh, you know, the uh, – the Bulls hadn't even qualified for the finals by the time we'd already had the deal. Now, that they ended up in the finals, too, and ended up winning it, you know, that's, you know, we all watched. That's a guy named Michael Jordan and, and a great team and a great coach. Um, but that's a guy named Michael Jordan <laughs> that, that did that. But um, the bottom line is, is that uh, that day that he showed up, at, we were at the uh, we were in Detroit at the Palace where the Pistons used to play. You know they played there at the time, and so uh, we were you know we had a Monday Night Nitro, and Eric Bischoff calls me in the office with Hulk, and he said uh, Dennis is on his way in. I'm like tonight. He's like yeah. I go they're in the playoffs. What do you mean he's coming tonight? He goes he wants to come. We we sent him a weird jet, and um, he got there, and we talked about what we were going to do, and I'm getting ready to walk through that curtain, 
You know, because I'm going out there to basically say, of course, they didn't give me the time to do what I was doing. <laughs> but I'll take the cameo on the greatest <laughs> sports documentary of all time. Um, they, uh, What I was going out there to talk about was me joining the NWO, which was the NWO Red and Black, which were baby faces, were good guys. So people were expecting <laughs> me to join, and right before I said anything, Hogan hit that chair, and then Rodman did. Now, if you go back 10 minutes, when we're backstage, there's this huge rolled-up mat that's about, uh, I don't know, maybe four feet, three feet off the ground. And it's one big rolled mat. And he's got that chair in his hand. Mm-mm. And I said, I know you've never done this before. I know you've seen it a million times. Because he's a huge wrestling fan. So was Malone. So Dennis knew how to act and how to be the heel. I watched him last year when he was in the NWO. And his athleticism being so great, he could fake it. You know, but he, his, his entertainment side, he was top end. Like, he was a heel. And he knew how to act like that. I said, I know you know what's supposed to happen. Oh. Out his hands. And I took the chair over my head and I laid it on that rolled up mat. And then I picked it up again and I laid it down nice and slow and flat. And I said, when you hit me, I want you to hit me like this. And I pulled it over my head and I came down with that chair fast and hard. And I said, see how there's no dents on the mat? I go, if you hit me flat, I don't care how hard you hit me. People always say to me, man, how do you fake those chair shots? You don't. Professional wrestling is not checkers. You know, there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And you want it to look good. Then I did it again. I took the chair. I said, now let me show you what I don't want you to do. And I took the chair and I came down on the edge of the chair, which means the steel that goes around the, you know, the rim of the chair. Mm. And I said, now watch this. And I came down really hard and I hit the end first and then the flat. And I pulled the chair away. I go, see that line in that mat right there? If you do that to me, <laughs> you will shatter my ribs. Oh. I said, don't do that to me. <laughs> and then I had a practice. And then I had a practice. And I made sure Hulk hit me first. And then you know, Rodman came with it. And, uh, you know, it started our angle. And I set it up with Malone after that. And it was the biggest, it was the second biggest grossing pay-per-view in the history of the company. Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation. You've had back issues in the past. What did you feel with your back when Dennis Rodman was rocking your back with that chair, DDP? Discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people can say whatever they want about pro wrestling. Oh, it's this or it's that. There's one thing that rings true with everyone. You can't fake gravity. When you're falling from X amount of feet and you fall and you hit the mat or you hit the floor, you hit the floor. 
We don't fake the chairs. If I was to hit you in the head, you can't do that anymore. But if I was to hit you in the head or in the back with a chair, and it's my turn to hit you to, to do that, to start this angle, because they know you're really getting hit. I would walk up to you. I'd put my arm around you, and I'd say, bro, I'm apologizing right now. He'd, he'd smile or laugh. And then I don't care who it is. He's going to say back to me, don't make it look weak, bro. If you're going to hit me with that thing, hit me with it. There's a great story that you've told many times before, but it's a it's a cool refresher to see. Again, you're a dude who really made it, got his break in his 40s, but it was one wrestling legend that helped you get to that break later in life. Who was it? Uh, it was Hulk. But let me just let everybody know, if you don't know my career, I didn't start to train to be a wrestler so I was 35, Jeez. 35 and a half. Uh, my career took off when I was on the second half of 40. By the time I was 41, which was 1997, I was on top of the world. 97, 98, you know, just, I, I think I headlined 13 out of 14, 13 out of 24 main event or semi-main event pay-per-views. But Jeez. back in 1994, you know, that was, you know, that was in 1997 and 1998. But if you go back to 1994, I was nobody. I was the, what we call the curtain jerker, the guy who's the <laughs> first one out, you know, uh, and go out there and have your match and come back. Get your, get, you know, start the people off. And about, I was on a tour with Hulk and, uh, it was his first tour, European tour coming in to WCW and, those who don't know WCW, that they, we were on on Ted Turner's TBS and TNT, and back in '94, um, you know, I, again, I was nobody. Uh, I, but on my fifth match on that tour, as I came through the curtain, Hulk grabbed me and he pulled me off, and he's like, "How are you doing it?" And I'm like, well, "How am I doing what, Hulk?" He goes. <laughs> How are you getting so much better? He goes, I hardly ever see you on TV. He goes, but, he goes, I, when I do see you on TV, you've got some new move. You, you get the people involved, and that's what's important. He said, this is how they're doing it with you, right? They're putting you on the road like this and let you learn your craft. Like, he had just got in the company, like maybe a couple of months. And I said, Hulk, this is the first road show that I've been on in four months. He's like, well, how the hell are you doing it then? I said, well, we're in Germany and the Germans love their krauts and my real last name is Falkenberg and uh, I got a beautiful wife to walk me to the ring and, you know, that's why, you know, I'm on this tour. And he goes, well, how the hell are you getting so much better? And I said, well, I went back down to power plant, you know, where I first learned how to wrestle and they weren't using me. So I went back there and started training the young guys. And I figured out that the more I teach someone, the more I actually learn. The more I learn, I guess, the better I get. Uh, I go, thanks a lot, Hulk. I can't believe you're watching my matches. He said, listen, whatever you're doing, you need to keep doing it. Because it's not this year or next year or the year after. He said, but somewhere down the line, I believe you have the ability to draw huge money with me. And then he walked away, and I was dumbfounded. I was like, whoa, Hulk just got in the company, and he walked up to me telling me he watches my matches, and he thinks I could draw huge money with him? 
There were so many things that were happening in my life at that time that it looked like it was never going to happen. But, man, I believe in positive affirmations. I believe in the repetitions of positive uh, affirmations leads to you know, belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. And it was actually Muhammad Ali who said that quote. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. We all know his affirmation. I am the greatest. I am the greatest of all time. You know, how do we know that that's his affirmation? Because he said it all the time. So I believe that. And it's worked for me over and over and over again. So I started manifesting this match between me and Hogan. Not knowing what it looked like, just I thought about it every day, and I worked my way towards that. Now, when Rodman came in in 97, he got a lot of attention, you know, because here is this guy who's just won the world championship for the NBA, and he's wrestling, but... You know, they all figure out that it's Rodman, though. He's a bit of a circus. Wrestling's a bit of a circus, you know. But when Malone got involved, that's when things shook up the world. And bottom line is, is that when I, when once I knew that Carl had told me that whether he wins or loses, he'll be on The Tonight Show. And it got my brain rolling. And I called up Eric Bischoff and I told him. And I said, what if, win or lose, because we don't know at this time, and I came up with the idea, Hogan and uh, Rodman are on The Tonight Show. And me and Malone come in from the wings, throw down the chairs, (laughs) and shoot our angle on, not a wrestling show, on the biggest stage in the world, the Tonight Show. Man, that lit up. Because no one knew it was Malone before that. <laughs> that lit up, not just the United States, the world. Because so many people, you know, they, they respect the mailman so much. And, you know, a lot of people don't really know that Carl Malone is the second leading scorer of all time in the NBA. Not Jordan. Not Kobe, not LeBron. Well, not LeBron yet. He may, he may catch that, but ain't nobody else going to come close to it. That's how great Malone was. And when he got involved, man, it shook up the world. It turned out to be the second highest grossing pay-per-view in the history of the company. Hearing Hulk Hogan, though, say to you, we got Diamond Dallas Page joining us in the Freak Nation. Hearing Hulk Hogan say to you back in, I believe you said, 94, how are you doing this? That's what you have celebrity athletes asking you all the time now when they are in need of some some help in, in getting their bodies back to normal again. How are you able to do this? How am I able to do this? And that's what you do with DDPY. The proudest accomplishment, and you guys were with me uh, last year, not last year, not this past year, but the year before yeah. on Radio Row for the uh, NFL. That was Man, that was one of the greatest weeks of my life because we we developed a partnership with the NFL alumni and all of those guys, you know, who who want the program. 
I can give it to them and help them help to recover their bodies. Because, you know, a lot of guys, when they get to the end of their career, they're thinking, you know, I worked out my whole life. It's the last thing I'm going to do anymore. When they don't realize that once you get to the end of your career, where you broke up your body, how you work out is the most important thing you're going to do the rest of your life. Because you got to go back and try to fix all the damage you've done. And, you know, I've made it to a point. And so a lot of those guys are, are really beat up where they got to do stuff in the chair. I had a guy, and I won't say his name because of the quote I'm going to give you, but he played for the Eagles for five years. His son played uh, for three years on the practice squad. So they were father and son team that were doing my program. And um, they came down and they worked with me the first time. The son was already doing it. But the dad, he's like, Dad, you, you know, the son was like, you've got to do this, Dad. It's going to help your body. He's 72 years old. And I was showing him how to do my stand strong workouts, which you use a chair. Like, our workouts, like, start off in bed. You can't get out of bed? I got three workouts for you that help you get out of bed and sit in a chair. And then I got 10 workouts for you in a chair that will strengthen your body enough to get up and stand up and use a chair. So I'm using this chair and I'm using it. I'm just going to say his name's Mike. And well, Mike did not want to use a chair. You know, he's an older, <laughs> proud warrior. You know, he's still six foot three, 275 pounds, but his body is broken up. And it took me a while to get him to understand why I was having him use the chair to help break up the scar tissue, to create balance, to help him go up and get down, etc. The bottom line is I convinced him of it by the time he had left. He kept doing it on his sixth week of doing my um, of doing my program. He sent me a text, and it's DDPY alert. Mike Blank wiped his ass for the first time in five years. Whoa! Thank you, oh DDP. My. Whoa. Like, Whoa. That's oh wow! A big, that's a big deal. You know, when you can't move your body, wipe your own butt, you know, and all of a sudden you can, that's a huge accomplishment. Good Diamond heavens. Dallas Page. Get your app now, DDPY. There's also a wrestler out there that owes you quite of a, there's numerous wrestlers, but one in particular, Chris Jericho, I understand that you helped him get back in the ring. You know, it's, it's funny because Chris had the same injury I had. The only mm. reason there is a DDPY is because necessity. Like I said, I started wrestling at 35. My career took off when I was 40. Between 40 and 42, over those three years, I was wrestling 270 days a year in the mat. Like, every day going to another city. It beat up my body so bad. When it finally blew, I ruptured my L4 and L5, and they said my career was over. That's where DDPY came from. When I saw that Jericho had done the exact same thing, I sent him the video of the disabled veteran, Arthur Borman. If you're watching or you're listening, guys, and you want to check out my program, go to ddpy.com, you know, ddpyoga.com, either one. Go to the bottom of the page and watch the, the, the story of this able veteran, Arthur Borman. You'll know right away because he's standing there at 5'6", 297 pounds, with knee braces, back braces, and wraparound canes because the cat can't walk 
without them. And I sent that video to Jericho. We're, we're, uh, Arthur loses 140 pounds in 10 months. But more importantly, he loses the knee braces, the back braces, the canes, not just the walk, but run. When Chris saw that, he was like, D, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Chris was 41 at the time. That was eight years ago. Chris Jericho, five months ago, signed a multi-million dollar contract with AEW, which is back on TNT in the same spot WCW used to be, signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. And that happened because he can still do what he used to do as a kid. Now, can he do it every night? No, but he doesn't need to because that's not the way AEW set up. But he has gone on. He told so many people about the program and continues. He's like my biggest advocate ever. So we go from Dennis Rodman hitting you with a chair in the last dance to chairs saving people's lives. It's It truly is an amazing story. <laughs> I never thought of that. That is so funny. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> There's the name of your book, The Chair. Yeah, The Chair. And again, we can't say it enough, Freak Nation. Uh, the app is spectacular. DDPY, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, Yoga, DDP Yoga. Well, of course, he was Dr. mentioning guys who can barely walk mm-hmm. and they have knee braces. My knees are getting really bad. I'm going to have to do this. You have to do this, crap. I absolutely have to. Well, yes. let's, let me call you all out. All right. I will yep. set you up. Have your guys stay on with me after we come up. After it goes to break, and I'll I'll set you all up on the program. We'll come back and go you know, in four weeks and see where you are. Bam. Four weeks. That's it to see if we made improvement. Well, four weeks. That's the beginning. Right. Like, right. Right. I have you try with the app. Not just your weight, because the weight loss is just the awesome side effect. Right, right. You know, because if you, if you put the right diet that I give you, along with the program, this, this workout is, isn't yoga. I never developed this for yogis. That's why I'm branding everything DDPY, because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. I have no problem with people calling it DDP yoga, because DDP yoga is yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. It's a kick-ass cardiovascular workout that dramatically increases your flexibility, strengthens your core at a whole nother level. But here's the kicker, minimal joint impact. Hmm. So you're not just stretching, you're stretching and strengthening. And I have you take in my tracker section of the app, I've got weight loss pictures. These six pictures are going to show your physiology, your flexibility, and your core strength. Then I'm going to put, give you measurements. If you're trying to lose weight so you can see the inches go down. I have a whole pain index. So from your neck, shoulders, hips, knees, back, where is the pain in your body? Because over a period of months, that pain level is going to decrease. So if it's an eight on your back right now, if you put the work in and do what I tell you to do, I can guarantee you that is going to come down. And will it be completely pain-free? I don't know. How are you, what food are you eating? And how often are you doing the program? All I know is I'm going to do this workout the rest of my life. I'm 64 years young right now. And if you would have saw me in January of this year, 
I showed up at AEW, ended up getting a bit of a little argument with a guy named MJF, and I didn't do a singles match because I ain't going near a singles match at 64. But a, a six-man tag, I got involved in that. And at the end, when I came in and blew the roof off, the stuff I did at 64 and jumping off the top rope to the guys down on the floor, something I've never done before, the place went crazy. How can I do that? Oh, DDPY. That's how. What did I tell you, Freak Nation? Diamond Dallas Page. A little bit of reflection. Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, and, of course, Hulk Hogan. And check it out, too. DDPY, DDPY, his, almost said his yogurt, his yoga <laughs> app. It's awesome. It's greatness. I need to get my knees back in shape. Let's yeah. do it.